Welcome to this episode of Shine Abroad. Today, I want to speak with you about calling life true call of life mission. It's such a heavy topic and can look a bit or sound a bit daunting. However, it's so important to clarify what we want to do in life, what we want to do a long term, and what is actually our natural tendency and our, our natural passion toward a specific area. As we learned from last week's episode with Davide, even though you don't listen to your call straight away, to your inner voice straight away, that voice will come with you and will follow you wherever you are. In his case, he moved from being a corporate lawyer to be a founder of a company specializing in photo shoot and art and collaborated with the London underground. He passed a very meaningful transition from being basically a lawyer and to move to marketing, to become an apprenticeship, to start an apprenticeship, to learn, and eventually work with a marketing company and open his own company as well. We don't need to be, what we need to do is to be honest what what we want to do and what's our real passion or what is our real life mission. Today's episode, we are going to speak about the origin of life mission. Why do you need clarify your calling in life? And then we are going to move to a practical part on how to find what you really want to do and eventually explore how this clarity helped famous people, like popular people, to achieve meaningful results. That goes from Oprah Winfrey to Richard Branson. Let's begin with the origin of the world. Um, this part can look or sound a bit boring, but actually so important because help us to understand how this applies to our life and why it's important. The origin of Korean life comes from a Japanese term that is Kensho. They literally mean nature or essence or nature of mind and the ability to see. These two Japanese characters made us to understand that our calling is actually an expression for us to see our true nature is a deep comprehension of what we want to do in life. It's also connected to the sense of like understanding of who we are and how we want to show up in this planet, but also is connected to this idea of, of personal realization. According to this belief, each moment for us can represent a moment of somehow awakening when we really realize what we are doing, if we like it, if we don't like it, if we feel connected deeply to it. So let's come back to a very normal example because otherwise become a bit too abstract. When you work and you don't like what you do, you're just thinking at the very next moment where you're going to have some time off or the next holiday or what you're going to do after work, there is a disalignment between what you really want to do that perhaps you're not clear about yet and what you're doing. The fact that you're not clear about what you want to do is not an excuse or is not a hindrance so it's about discovering what's your like calling in life rather than carry on unsatisfied where you are just because economically makes sense or because you don't know where to start to make a change. So now I want to share with you a bit of food for thought regarding different aspects to take into account when we think about the life mission. When I think of calling in life, a few factors are naturally present in my mind. There is talent, passion, ability, and, and life mission itself. Let's make a bit of clarity around these things. 
So as a children, we might be told that we are good at math, so therefore we need to be an accountant. Or we are very good at drawing, so we need to work in art. Talent is the set of skills that we have. They are naturally with us, but it doesn't imply they are connected with our life mission. It can be an enabler, but it doesn't mean that they represent what we are going to do. So if you were good at math as a child, and perhaps you made your career in finance, it might be very possible that you love something very far from that. That could be music, art, or something more creative. And there is nothing wrong with you. I won't repeat this for you. There is nothing wrong with you. The fact that you are talented in something, but you love something extremely far from it, it doesn't mean that you are broken or you must avoid to nurture both passions. I mean, the passion and your talent. Now, moving on to passion. Passion as a definition is a thing arousing great enthusiasm. You can have passion for something, but it doesn't imply that you need to know how to do it or you need to be extremely good at it. It doesn't imply that you need to be extremely skilled at it. For example, you can have passion for music, but not be a great musician, very simply. Or you can have passion for, still, music, but you are not a singer. The fact that you are passionate about something, it doesn't mean you need to be extremely skilled by it. However, you... And we, as individuals, we should be enough aware of what we feel passionate about and understand how that aspect and list of things that we feel connected and passionate to can stay in our life. The third factor that I want to highlight when we speak about life call is the ability or skill. So we are proficient in doing something. We are capable, but it doesn't mean there needs to be what we do. I don't know if it happened to you. Often I found myself being very good at some university exams, but I never understood if I liked what I was doing because I liked the topic itself, or more simply, I liked what I was doing because I was good at. So it made me feel good. It made me feel smart. It made me feel things were easy. I sometimes still now, if I think back, struggle to understand the difference between the two. But I know, for example, that with some other factors, I am just good at. And it's an ability that I have, it's a skill that I have, but I don't feel to invest more on that. An example is the fact that I'm extremely logical. I work in IT for a couple of years as IT project manager. And today, I can tell you that I know how to support. I know how to do this role. I know that I don't want to do it. Because I don't like, I don't feel connected to IT at all. But I'm very good at it because it's extremely process-orientated. So I want to invite you to focus for a second about what you are currently doing in your work or outside your work and question yourself, are you good at or do you like it? Because they're two different things. The third factor that I want to mention um, regarding calling life is the life, what is called the life mission. This term is a bit daunting. I don't know. I feel a bit struggling with this word, to be honest, because it seems far bigger what it is. In reality, what it is is like the ultimate goal or purpose toward which we strive as a human being is one's reason or motivation to continue existing, operating, or working. This is the official definition. For me, is what make you awake in the night, make you feel connected to, and make, make your mind feel free. For example, you might be working in an office role. I've done this example before. 
but feel extremely dedicated to baking. I'm not saying quit your role and become a baker, this is not the point, but I acknowledge that actually one thing extremely present in your life is this passion, is this dedication, is for you to understand whether you want to pursue this passion, transforming your, your role, your career, perhaps you're opening your own company in baking, or let it go there as something that will be always present in your life, and it's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. So when we speak about life mission, what I want to clarify is that the purpose of this episode in general, the exercise I'm going to share with you, is not to find necessarily the job of your life. It's just about to find the call of your life. That can imply that maybe you decide to show or present this aspect of your life with your career, or perhaps remain something constant in your life throughout the years. The reason why you need to have clarity about your calling in life is for a zero factor. First of all, the fact that you don't fully know what is your call implies frustration and regrets. Just because all the time you might or you already feel disconnected from what you do, you might feel excited because you're starting a new role, you're changing town, you're changing country, you're changing city. So you, are, you have some form of excitement, however, it's not fully satisfying. So understanding what your calling life is, is essential because it can help you live with more purpose and live in a way that you fully understand or better understand yourself. There is a beautiful quote from Maya Angelou that I want to share. They say, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. I'm going to share this quote in the description of this episode. So the difference between just living day day by day or planning a short term instead of a long term and understanding your mission is that in the very first case, we are just surviving. We are just looking for the next holiday or the next promotion or the next little thing happening in our life. Not little thing in a disrespectful way. Uh, I'm speaking also little thing in terms of like time. So short term instead of long term. The other thing that I want to mention is that when we have a clear call in life, we have this form of fire, a fire that comes from within, that is inside us, and create motivation to work hard, to spend many hours in the area or with that topic. It's a kind of power that fuels dream and inner creativity. Because it's connected so deeply with us. It's important to understand our calling, not because we want to transition necessarily to another career, as I mentioned before, but because it can help us to become a kind of compass to understand where we want to go in life and also the advantage of having the sense of um, clarity and serenity. So you might tell me like, okay, Adele, that's great. You spoke for 20 minutes. Now tell me how to find my calling. Well, let me share. First of all, a couple of warnings before going into the practicality, how to do it. First, it doesn't need to become an obsession. You don't need to question every single thing you do to understand if it's your life call or not, because otherwise it can become very hard. Second, your calling doesn't need to be a specific job title. For example, if you love music, 
the first thing you think is like, okay, I want to become a singer or a musician or, I don't know, a piano player, a pianist. Well, there are so many other things you can do in the music industry, endless amount of things, endless amount of roles. So understanding what is your calling, for example, to make the world a better place where music can create bond, unity and overcome diversity like cultural diversity, ethnic diversity, because all of us are, are united by music, is a call that it doesn't imply a specific job title. And that's what is important. I want that this journey is more about being in the environment with people and, and reality that's connected to you rather than what you do exactly. The last thing I want to mention before going to a how to do is that the life calling is not a binary constraint. Either you are in your kind of like life mission or you are outside. It doesn't work really like that. It's a journey, it's a transition, and it can change and evolve with you over time. And I want to specify this in particular for the people that define multipotentialite. So the people that have like multipotentials, so they have multiple passions, interests, and dedication for different topics as described by Emily Wapnick in a beautiful TED talk that I'm going to share in the description, where the idea is that we have multiple interests and we have multiple passions, and somehow they're not always connected to each other. Therefore, our calling for life, it could be to be connected to multiple passions and perhaps to integrate them somehow in our life. Emily Wapnick, in her TED talk, made a really good point about the fact that we are asked many times as a children what we want to do when we grow up, what and who we want to be. So do you want to be a doctor or do you want to be an engineer? Do you want to be a pharmacist? Do you want to be an architect? Do you want to be an athlete? So since our childhood, we are asked to choose. Well, sometimes it can be difficult and actually can generate anxiety. So the point that she made is like how to listen to your passions and to your talent and what you want to do when trying to have all these aspects in your life in the best way possible. Therefore, now that we're going to discuss about the how-to, I really want that this exercise is a starting point for reflection. It's not a dead sentence. We don't need to come up with a job title. We don't need to come up straight away with something extremely clear. It's a journey. Is a journey of self-awareness and self-discovery. The process that I want to share with you on how to find, what at least how to challenge yourself in finding your life mission are composed by four steps. First of all, ask others and listen to what other people appreciate about you. You might want to ask seven or eight people, some of them from your working environment, some of them from your family, some others perhaps from friends or people near to you, and trying to understand what is a recurring topic and how that topic makes you feel. So if all of them say you have a particular skill in being creative, how you want to use the creativity? Doesn't it to imply that you are becoming or you will be an artist necessarily? But how can you make sure that the aspect of your personality is present in your daily life? The second step is about join the community of people who work in the field or the area that you're interested in. So as you're interested, for example, in uh, marketing, make sure to get to know other people working in the sector. 
or join a community, an online community, or contact people on LinkedIn. So try to understand what they do and if something that resonates with you. Because as I said in different episodes in the podcast, but also in my YouTube channel, the job title is not really important. What is important is what you do on a daily life, on a daily basis. The third point that I think is such a powerful one, but people could think is a bit silly, is to tell your story. So write down and extract the value from it. Understand the recurring topic, the strength and the weakness of yourself as a kind of story character. And try to understand how do you see this character evolving over time. I want to give you a very brief example about myself, just because I think that this topic is so personal that I don't want to share the story of some of my clients. I think it's disrespectful to highlight, even though absolutely anonymous, the challenges they had about this topic. So I'm going to do it myself. When I changed career from finance to healthcare, I was very clear why. I wanted to help as many people as possible to have a smooth healthcare journey and have an early identification of any disease. Because my dad had like a cancer, it was not diagnosed very early. So my drive that, that brought me like for five or six years was very clear. Was trying to save, like save on brackets, as many daughters as possible that would suffer of a dad or a mom being unwell. My mission was connected at the time with my pain. It was so strong. And when my dad passed away, this mission became stronger. Therefore, I had like a great career in healthcare. Soon I realized I couldn't save all the daughters, the fathers, the mothers in the planet. So I questioned myself what I really wanted to do at the time. And the topic that came up was helping others. Helping others to see their strength, to see their value, to really live 100% of their life, disease or not disease. Therefore, soon I realized that what I've done in the last seven years or five years was to create value, was to encourage people, was to give hope to others, was to strive to be the best version of myself, to excel in what I was doing, create team bonding um, dynamics. I was there really to make a difference. And I realized that I want others to do the same. I wanted that other people would feel the same fire in their heart. They want to make that difference. I look around myself and I realize that was an expat, was an immigrant, basically, was a foreigner. And because of my mission, I never doubt my value. Or not enough to end up in crisis, okay? Of course, self-doubt is part of all of us. And I realized that if we have a clear mission, if we have a clear driver, even though the driver might change over time, life is so rich, it's so intense. And I wanted that other people felt that. So therefore, for a series literally of coincidences, also joke from my line manager at the time, I decided to start life coaching. So I, I signed up for a training, a pretty expensive training, to be honest, and I decided to invest on myself. While doing so, I realized of how many hardship I passed through and how much my story could encourage others. Soon I realized that this, the disease of my dad was part of my life, was an important chapter, of course, of my life, but was not the only thing. I realized that my eating disorder when I was 14 years old helped me to develop strength, courage, self-love, <laughs> required otherwise you would never get out from 
the disease itself and help me see the world from a different perspective. I spent many years on my own because of that, because of this disease. Um, and I had the fortune, let's call it, to really explore myself, to study, to read, to invest on some me time, as we call it here, and to develop a pretty rounded view of the world. And I wanted to share that. Therefore, soon, my mission was, is, to impact as many people as possible with my story, to help, encourage, empower as many people as possible to fully believe in themselves, find their mission, find their direction and pursue that. It became a space, it became a basically drive where I wanted each single person interacting with me, also you, they are listening to this podcast, feel motivated to make a difference in their life feel part of something, create space for yourself and not feeling outsider, there's something wrong with you, that you need to change. One thing that I always say to my client, I'm not here to change you and you cannot be here to change. You are here to improve, to see the things that make you suffer and improve. I'm not here to make you something else or someone else. And this is a subtle difference, but it's a very strong one. It's about becoming the best version of yourself so that you don't suffer anymore. You don't feel frustrated, humiliated, disrespected, not enough anymore. Doesn't mind becoming perfect. And this distinction between change and improve come up from my story when I was in eating disorder, come up from my story when I moved to Austria and then UK and trying really to settle, to find my place, to find my journey, to find my space, to find my identity. So you might say, okay, Adele, great, but you changed because you moved from finance to healthcare and now in life coaching and coaching also, like I coach also within my, um, in my healthcare role. So Adele, you changed many times, make up your mind. I don't need to because there is consistency and the consistency is my own journey, my own calling. In all three situations, so from life finance to healthcare to now life coaching, my idea was to unlock the potential before in myself, of course, and then in others, was to create new pathways for patients, is to create and pave the way for my coaching client in driving their life in a different way. There is a sense of like openness, so open the door, open the way, pave the way, there's a recurring topic. So even though Someone might argue that there is no consistency. I can see the consistency because in the evening I feel alive. I felt alive six years ago when I was working healthcare. I felt I feel alive today. In this very moment, I'm doing the podcast. is is 8 p.m. on Sunday. I'm here with you. So, what I want to say is that finding your own mission and finding the meaning behind your story coming back to the point and, and picturing, creating or visioning or imaging, call it as you want, how that story will evolve in the next three, five years. It's not for others, but it's for you. So you feel alive, you, you feel connected to something that is deeper than what you do during the day, basically. I want to share this quote from Pablo Picasso that really helped me to think in a different perspective and says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give this gift away. 
and this resonates so much with me because when you are looking at your life and then when I look at my life I can see the resilience ability to change and to adapt and flexibility ability to to evolve and transform is so big in me and I want to give this to others I want to give this to others and why this podcast one this is one of the examples like two months ago I don't even knew what that was a podcast I mean I knew how it was a podcast, but I didn't know how to do one. But I learned. And I want to develop this sense of openness and possibility. You can do things, okay? You can Google it and you can figure out how to do things to others. So my gift might be not in the dictionary itself because teaching resilience or sharing resilience is not something you can really do. There is not a slide pack. I can do with my own example, with my own life. So what I want to say is find your gift. Find the thing that you want to donate to others. By donating to others, you feel better, you feel enriched, you feel connected. The last point that I want to mention is that I read this very interesting article um, about the, the mission statement of public people. And what struck me the most was the one from Ofra Winfrey and the one from Richard Branson, the founder of Virgin Group. Ofra Winfrey said, my life mission is to be a teacher and to be known for inspiring my students to be more than they thought they could be. That was her initial statement. And even though now she's not a teacher, okay, in the classical sense, she's teaching so much. She's interviewing, she's striving, she's sharing knowledge through the people she interviewed. I don't know if life teacher is something that exists, probably not, probably I'm making up now. But that's what she does. The one from Richard Branson that I chose not because of his self, the figure. I mean, of course, he's a billionaire. He's the founder of Virgin Group. Like he wrote multiple books. So he's, he's a pretty um, successful figure. And the reason because I chose him is the cheerfulness in his, in his statement. Because what he said is that his life mission is to have fun in my journey through life and learn from my mistakes and this made me really think that mistakes and our own journey are somehow coexisting and part of the same of the same like it's part of our life but having fun about that is so important so i do hope that this episode doesn't create anxiety in you it creates more a space for curiosity reflection and a cheerful thinking Like questioning yourself is the very first step to unlock yourself. So if you feel like, oh my God, I do hate my job. I do hate where I am. I don't know if this is the right place for me. I don't know if I want to move abroad or somewhere else. I don't, I don't know. I generally don't know what to do. Well, instead of thinking, oh, I also know that I don't know what is my life mission. Think for a second from a different perspective. This is your playground where you can learn and try and explore and think and reflect and then move on with what is the next step will look like for you. I do advise you to invest some time in your understanding of what is your true calling. I will share the quote that I mentioned. I will share also the link for the TED talk from Emily that's been open-minded for me and as well my contact. I would love to hear from you and I mean, of course, if you feel this is too difficult for you, just ask for help. 
ask for help. There are coaches out there, me included, of course. There are career advisors out there. There is internet, there is LinkedIn, there is YouTube. There are tools, there are podcasts as well. There are tools that you can use to really understand what is your life mission and what you want to do with that. How do you want to live true to yourself on a daily basis in some form of others? So I want to thank you to get through this episode and be here with me until the end. I want to remind you that the change we want starts with us. We start with us so we can do it. And I want to do a little like, spoiler for next week that we are going to have Rob from New York. She's an actress and she shared her journey in how she became an actress and the sacrifice and effort that she made for this journey and what life looked like with this job that is one of the most unstable because being an actress is so difficult and the joy that she has in doing so. So I do hope you found this episode useful. Take care. See you next week. Ciao.